listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 14th of May 2021. Later, the inflation debate and what it means for shares. But first, we've got some numbers on the trans-Tasman travel bubble. The Bureau of Statistics says over 20,000 New Zealanders visited Australia in April. Remember, the, the travel route reopened in the middle of last month. So that's up from 5,000 in March, but way down on the pre-COVID level of around 161 thousand people. So what now? I spoke earlier with Stephen Daglian from Comsec. Stephen, to what extent has the Trans-Tasman travel bubble lifted tourist numbers? Well, Ricardo, it certainly have had, uh, has had a positive boost, uh, which uh, the travel sector obviously has been in, uh, in need of. So there were about 55,000 people uh, visiting Australia in April, and that's uh, a lift of more than 60% on March. And uh, there were about twice as many people leaving Australia to head overseas uh, to about 65,000. So overall, around 120,000 travel movements, which is a great start. The only problem is that in a typical April, there are about 3.4 million more travel movements. So there's still a a very long way to go. So what will it take to get those numbers even higher? Well, I think what it's going to take to get those numbers high, it's, it has nothing to do with the desire to travel overseas, of course. People are itching to just get out of not only their states, but also heading overseas. It, it comes down to two things. It's about um, uh, that vaccine rollout and getting that uh, continuing at a faster clip. And of course, secondly, just making sure we don't get any additional spikes in COVID cases, because it doesn't take much, as we've seen, for borders to remain closed and, uh, and, and also for those travel bubbles to be paused for a time. So it makes sure getting those two things uh, well underway. So we've spoken about tourism and the people involved. What about travel stocks? They've been slammed this week especially. So what's the outlook? Well, look, so far this, this month, travel stocks have been some of the, the worst performers. So on average, you know, many of the main players like Webjet, uh, Flight Centre, Qantas, Sydney Airport, they've fallen by between 7 and around 13 14% since the start of this month alone. So uh, they've certainly taken a really hard hit. It, of course, not only comes down to the fact that we've had a few cases in New South Wales and Victoria, but also the federal government pushing out the expected date for the completion of the coronavirus uh, vaccine rollout. And and, uh, and secondly, of course, uh, the fact that they've also pushed out their estimated dates of when uh, the international borders are likely to reopen as well. So there are certainly plenty of cha- challenges in there. And it's part of the reason why we've had the big hit and declines for many of these travel stocks. Stephen Daglian there from Comsec. From travel to the Australian share market, which rose today, the S&P ASX 200 added 0.5%, 7,014. It follows a big week for the market after hitting a record high on Monday, but then we saw three straight days of losses amid US inflation fears. Today, though, the banks did well. The Commonwealth Bank hit a record high. The best performer on the 200 was Whitehaven, up more than 9% following a broker upgrade. Uh, Zero, the cloud accounting software company, didn't do too well, continuing to decline and uh, adding another 4.2% to those losses today. For more on the day's market action, I spoke earlier with Omkar Joshi from Opal Capital Management. Omkar, the market's back above 7,000 today. It's been a pretty volatile week. Why? Well, I guess the reason we're seeing a bounce today is really we've had a few weekdays and it makes sense to have a bit of a bounce. So that's all there really is to it. I wouldn't be reading much into it necessarily. Uh, In the US, inflation continues to be a bit of a problem, right? The possibility of higher interest rates as a result, less stimulus. Is that still a real threat to markets? I think it is. 
And the reason for that is, as you do see, inflation start to pick up, especially as we cycle some of the periods this time last year where things were closed down, you are going to see a strong resurgence in inflation. I mean, there's a debate as to if that's transitory or if that's a bit more permanent. But regardless of that, you are going to see some very strong inflation numbers for the next few months at least. And that does mean yields are likely to rise. And the speed at which yields are rising does mean that it does become a bit of a pressure for markets. And it, and it does lead to potential downside, especially from some of the tech and growth sectors. And we've already seen that happen in February and we're seeing that again this week. If we look at the week that was, iron ore really shot up through the roof, but it's seen a bit of a reversal of fortunes today. Why is that? So we saw a few headlines out of China a couple of days ago just talking about the Chinese basically looking to control prices and they are effectively trying to talk down prices. I mean, they're, they're well above $200 now. They had quite a strong rally, really on supply concerns. So look, China obviously uses a lot of iron ore, so it's in their best interest to keep prices lower as much as possible. But we are seeing a strong surge in inflation across the board in all commodity prices and iron ore is getting caught up in that. And so that's why we're seeing a bit of a pullback today. Can we talk about where you think the market is headed now? Because for the past few months, it was playing or toying with breaking that new record high. It did it this week, but then quickly retreated. So where do you see the market going? What will be behind its direction and what are the threats? I think it's going to really come down to which areas the market's going to rally. So it's, it's not really just necessarily the market being strong. In the near term, I think the market's going to be choppy, especially if we do see inflation start to come through. That leads to higher yields. And if that happens very quickly, then you do start to see a sell-off, especially in some of these growth and tech sectors, where some of the value and cyclical areas in the market still look quite good. And so I think we're going to see more of that continuation. Australia tends to be more of a value and cyclical bench, just given our focus more on resources and, and banks in the index. So we, on a relative basis, will probably do better than some of the US markets, just given their focus on in tech then the exposure there. So I think, you know, short term, probably more choppiness, long term, we'll probably do head higher, but it's really which sectors are going to lead us up there. And it's probably going to be more value in cyclicals rather than growth in tech. So speaking of value, we saw the Commonwealth Bank hit a record high today. What's your take on the banks? I think on a relative basis, they look fine here. We know that near term, there's no bad debts necessarily. I mean, long term, there's still going to be pressure on margins, etc. But if rates do start to go up, even that starts to slow down. We're seeing good volume growth as well. So frankly, where the banks are right now on a relative basis, they still look fine even after the rally they've had. And what's your take on cryptocurrency since we've seen it really be quite volatile this week on the back of Elon Musk's comments? What do you tell clients when they ask you, what do you like about or don't you like about Bitcoin and the like? Look, my personal view is I, I tend to stay away from cryptocurrencies. I mean, the simple reason for that is, look, I, I don't completely understand them. And if I don't understand something, I mean, it's best to stay away. And that's a pretty simple rule when it comes to investing in general. The reality is this: the problem with cryptocurrencies is that while they've made a lot of people a lot of money, there's no real fundamental basis for why they're trading where they are. And as long as someone who's playing around in them is aware of that, I mean, it's like going to the casino. There's no fundamental basis for what you're doing there. Um, and, you know, you'll make money, you might lose money. As long as you're aware of that, this is not really investing, um, then that's fine. But, yeah, for me, I mean, I stay clear of all of that stuff and just really focus on companies. I'm Kajoshi there from Opal Capital Management. You can follow me at Business Ricardo on Twitter and Instagram. Next podcast on Monday. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.